Hello and welcome to the Liverpool Way podcast. I've just drawn nil-nil at Sellers Park against Palace. A pretty dire, wretched game. My name's Dave Usher, editor at liverpoolway.co.uk and the two unfortunate souls who've drawn the short straw to have to talk about this one are Julian Richards and John Gallagher. So, seven points from the last nine, three clean sheets on the bounce, climbing up the table. Pretty much all good, do you reckon, Jules? <laughs> are you laughing at Yeah, if, uh, if the, uh, what do they say, don't judge a book by its cover, like, then you're saying that the that the, the the result the points the the three the seven out of nine three clean sheets is like a cover with like an all action and like dare and do and like looks the most exciting book ever and then you open it up and you find it's like actually just a dictionary hmm. because that that's just that that was just so dull tonight yeah like I don't like I, I don't they shouldn't be putting games on a court to wait on a Saturday night anyway there's no need for it. Outside of the broad, whatever they want to say about the broadcast window, there's no need to play them at this late. It's massively inconvenient for everybody. But also, you can't be having games at quarter to eight on a Saturday night, Saturday night, and have them that low energy, that dull. That you, if you're having a Saturday night game, you want like all action, goals, and drama, and it was just none of that tonight. That was as prosaic and dull as we've seen this season. Um, Palace have an excuse, I suppose they're missing their most dangerous player. You could say we have we had an excuse. We are, yeah, we're missing our most dangerous player. Yeah. But yeah, you know, like Nunez does flit in and out of games. He doesn't always he's not all action all the time, unfortunately. I think that's more of a matter in how the team is rather than he is at the moment. But ultimately, you just came away from it just feeling like I could have done something so much more productive with those ninety minutes I just watched. Even if it was, you know, fixing something around the house or I don't know just having a nap mm-hmm. just to take the edge off because uh, there's the, I, it, this isn't going to be a high energy podcast because the, the game wasn't high energy there was just it's going to be a short one as well I think yeah there's no there's, point labouring the point is there really no there was very little that happened like they hit the bar we hit the bar but it's like a greatest hits compilation of all that's everything that's wrong and everything that's going right and everything that's going wrong this season there's not a lot going right there's an awful lot going wrong um, and it just that's that's how it felt I suppose uh, let's if you want to try and put something in the pros co- column I think it was probably important that you can, didn't concede any goals after looking so open against Madrid on uh, Tuesday night so it's a th- as, as you said it's a third clean sheet in a row in the league but sometimes I don't know you don't even believe that's really like you know are we making small steps or are we just like playing the Legend of Zelda and going through the Forbidden Forest the Magic Forest looking for the Master Sword and you just think I've gone the wrong way again yeah I think I've gone the right way and in fact no I've gone the wrong way and I've got to go back and start it again Hmm. John do you put anything in the the clean sheet are you taking anything from that three clean sheets on the bounce or, or what no, not really, Dave. Um, the way I've seen like, the last three games, I mean, the derby, it was like, if we scored first, we were always going to win that game. And I've gone back over the last couple of games or so, but, you know, the Everton game, you know, 10 seconds after they hit the post, we went down the other end and scored. If that goes in, I'm not convinced we come back from 1 0 down against Everton, to be honest with you. Um, Newcastle game, obviously, that was. Uh, decided by the centre-off, you know, I think that was 11 v 11, there's no way Newcastle wouldn't have scored in that game, um, you know, the way it pans out, uh, you know, over the 90 minutes or whatever, and tonight you're just looking at Palace, who are just like shot shy, they don't score many goals anyway, I mean, they, they look like they might do, like a lot of getting good positions, but, you know, again, lack of a striker, yeah. and that's, that's um, that wasn't, it's, it's more like by Luft and design, if that makes sense, that we've not conceded in the last three games. Um, you know, just little yeah. circumstances going our way over those three games. Um, but you know, beggars can't be choosers at the moment. You've just got to take, you know, what you can get out of a, you know, very very poor situation, a poor season up to now. Yeah, I'm reading nothing into the the clean sheets. I said after the, the Newcastle one. 
it didn't mean anything because <clears throat> we could. Allison's the reason why we 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 could have conceded three easily in that game. Um, we 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 sort of riding our luck with the clean sheets. The only thing you can take from it is because they are clean sheets. Maybe they'll take a little bit of confidence from that, and maybe it just relieves some of the the, the outside noise about like shipping goals all the time. But it's not convincing. I mean, Palace absolutely fucking awful. Palace going forward, takes that heart out, and as you say, there's no cutting edge there at all, and yet they still could easily have had like a couple of goals there. That, you know, the um, mostly from us just giving them the ball. You know, the the first half, the first half was was mediocre for us today, and then the second half was abysmal. It's like at, at half time, like okay, that wasn't great, but there was some things. You know, we started all right. We were passing it round relatively well, getting into good situations around the box, and then not much was really happening. But at least we it felt like we had a control over the game, other than when we were just doing something stupid at the back. Usually Trent, quite often Matip as well. The two of them on that side in that first half were just absolutely shocking. I mean, you know, either of them could have been subbed at half-time. I mean, Trent gets subbed eventually, but he's lucky that he even got out after half-time after that first half. Like the the one he's played like a blind back pass, which they could have scored from, and then he's had that other one where he's just, you know, I don't even know what he was doing. It was like so lackadaisical and casual and like almost arrogant. There was almost an arrogance about the way he was playing there, like like his shit doesn't stink. You know, I really mm. did not like the vibe that he was giving off there, and you can see him like just. And the camera's on him and he's like muttering under his breath and stuff and he kicked yeah, the ball away. I'm like, yeah, it, everything about people, Trent there yeah. was off tonight. It it was not mm. good. It was not a good look. And he, he was lucky to stay on as long as he did. I mean, he was a bit better in the second half. but um, And then Klopp saying after he's been subbed, nothing to do with performance. Yeah, pull the other one. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's probably the right thing for him to not be throwing his players under the bus. But we know... That was performance related. Caters was performance Dave. related as well as the yellow card. I just want to ask Dave a question about about Trent. Do you think there's like an element? Do you know like when you've got a like with Allison, you've got a really good goalkeeper, so good that you you almost like your backup can't be that good because the 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 the, the guy in you know he's too good. Like so with Kelleher, we might lose him because he's too good. So you gotta have like a shittier backup. Yeah. Do you think the problem with Trent has been that because he has been so integral to the team for so long, that we haven't been able to keep a good backup, and we and we're we're always using like Milner or someone like you know no, no knock on Milner, as oh, you know, Gomez, yeah. but we we yeah we're having to use, we haven't got like a dedicated backup as we do on the left side, and it's now causing problems where. Trent's not like undroppable, but if he's dropped, it's only for Milner or Gomez. There's no good like for like, and so and it's only maybe for he's one got game. a little. You know he's coming yeah, straight and, back in. Yeah, there, is there now? Is that caught? Is it like has he got has he got goalkeeper syndrome where there's like there's there's too much complacency because he knows he can't be really dropped for yeah. a long period of time. I don't know. There could be something in that. I mean, it, it would have helped if Calvin Ramsey hadn't been injured pretty much the whole season. Uh, you know, he was signed to. Not put pressure on Trent, but to give us like another option, you know, just to to give Trent a breather. You know, if you've got someone reliable who you can bring in, like not that we've done it much recently, but you've always got that option with Costas with Robbo. If Robbo looks a bit tired, you don't really think twice about like resting him and getting Costas in because you know he's going to come in and he's going to do a decent job. But um, yeah, we haven't really got that on on the right. But yeah, I just I really just did not like the body language and just what I was seeing from him just as I say he was just like strolling around there like his shit doesn't stink that's the best way to describe it and it, it was really it was it was unsettling seeing that because I've seen people saying stuff like that about him before and I've not really bought into it um but that today that was not that was not good not good at all uh Matip was all over the place in the first half as well and but then the second half, it got worse. I mean, actually, those two players did get better in the second half, but the, the team as a whole, there's just nothing there. There was so slow and one-paced, not threatening, and I'm not even surprised because as soon as I've seen the team and there's no Darwin, I, I said it again, I don't even want to watch it. You take him out and there's, I, I don't want to watch us. It, it's shit. You take Darwin out and it's so easy for the opposition. It's so predictable and stagnant and stale. And it's like, he's the only one 
who's got any explosiveness and any unpredictability. Mo has as well to some extent, but there's too much on Mo. It's like like that today. You're looking at that that, that team that we put out there, and I looked at him like if Mo doesn't do anything yet, we've got nothing. And Mo was okay, mm. you know. We had some moments here and there. Mo was not a problem there t- tonight, but there's there's not enough help. I mean, Jota's not really given us much. Okay, he's coming back from injury. He needs time, but he's going to have to start showing something soon because it's like it's it's almost twelve months since he scored. You know, it's he's missed most of that time through injury. I know, but they're like three or four different injuries as well, which itself is a red flag. You know, we need more from him. Gakpo showing a couple of little flashes here and there tonight, but yeah, we need more from him. We need much more than what we got from him tonight. The midfield was just like maybe the slowest ever, the slowest midfield on record since maybe since Christian Paulson was in midfield. Um, there was, and I'm, I'm going on about our slow midfield there, and Fabinho didn't even start. Until I'm all like <laughs> the lack of pace in midfield while Fabinho sat on the bench. Can't even blame Fabinho, but like you just look at him, like where's like the. You know, where's the energy? Where's like the zip? Where's like just the you know, just something to, to get about the pitch and, and unsettle the other team? It was just so pedestrian, the whole thing. And then Harvey comes on and yeah, he he's played a couple of quality passes, but again it's just everything's just slow and one paced and easy to defend. And the whole thing, it was just a it was a miserable watch. It just really was. I mean, I'll take the point because it could have been worse. You know, we could have come away with nothing. And then that really sets us back. At least we've got a point away from home in a potentially tr- tricky fixture. The result itself is not, like, horrendous. It's just the performance was just so dispiriting, I thought. Yeah, I mean, going back to Trent, um, you know, there's been comments made about body language. Didn't Klopp make a comment about something after the Brighton Cup yeah. game? I was going to touch on it before. Um, so, yeah, it is becoming more of a regular uh, thing with him. And it's not nice to say, yeah, he, you know, he's got no pressure on his place. And, you know, but what do you do? Um, you know, you accent, accentuate the positives with him, um, you know, because of what he can bring you. But, you know, it's. We're not in position to do anything, John. That's the problem. No, we're not. That's what Joe said there. I mean, what what you you're only hurting yourself by dropping them. You're Mm -hmm. taking because we're we're really struggling anyway for creativity and that. You you take him out and you're hurting yourself. But he does deserve a kick up the arse. He does deserve to be dropped for the next game. Now, whether that happens or not remains to be seen. But probably not. I mean, what do you do? Do you you leave him out or? do you, well, you just give him a bollocking behind who closed else doors? Is he, and... though? As you say, who else is there at the moment? It's, uh, well, look, I think Gomez is injured as well, isn't he? Because he wasn't on the bench injured, today. Yeah. So. You know, he, he may be stuck with Milner right back, I don't know. But he's just played um, 90. Do you really want to put yeah. Milner out again for another 90 minutes? So, yeah, the options are limited. Yeah. It's just so dull, though, isn't it? I mean, from what, we've, what we were to what we are now, it's just yeah. like... You know, it's going to like heavy metal football. It's a nickel back overnight, it feels like. <laughs> you know, it's very uh, dispiriting, as you say. Yeah, it is. I, I like. I don't even really know what to say about that. You know, I actually feel worse about this than I did at the Madrid game because at least the Real Madrid game, there's certain things I could take from it. You know, we did play some really good football. We looked a bit like ourselves for most of the first half. And then it's just individual mistakes have just killed us and then you lose confidence from that and you're up against like the most ruthless team in, in, in the world who are just going to punish everything. I mean, we probably made just as many mistakes tonight, but you're up against fucking Mateta and fucking Jordan Ayew rather than like, you know, Benzema and Vinicius. And yeah. that is the difference really because we've made like stupid mistakes again. But that was the good thing. The Madrid game, at least I'm like, okay, we don't have to play them every game. So that's a positive. We've played really well for parts of that game. I can take something from that. Ah, that tonight, I can't take anything from it. I just, I just, it's just a game, Dave. Do you think that was like more the occasion? You know, Champions League. It's like you know, Real Madrid coming to town. You, yeah, you know, we, we were raised always going to start yeah. well that game. It's like you, you know, as we generally do in Champions League games at Anfield. It's like you know, it's our last chance of like winning anything this season. So. Yeah, you know, I expected that anyway, but these run-of-the-mill games, I mean, it's just like, it's like little patches. We never sustain pressure anymore, no. pen teams in for Did we even have a patch tonight, though? Did we even have any patch during the game where it felt like that? Because I, I didn't really get that sense. 
this is it, you know, going back, you think, oh, goal's coming, you know, we're plugging away, you know, something's going to happen, um, it's a matter of time, but you just don't feel like that now, there's a couple of minutes here and there, and it just fizzles out into, you know, piles up of nothing, yeah. you know, um, there's nothing consistent about anything that we're doing at the moment. I, I want to talk about the team selection, um, because... I know he's an easy target, and I'm I'm going to criticise him because he was shit. But why are we starting Naby Keita when clearly he's off at the end of the season? Why is he getting picked ahead of, like, say Curtis Jones or Harvey Elliott? I mean, yeah, Bajetic gets gets a rest tonight, no problem with that. But why are we starting Naby Keita over them too? You know, if if it's because he's a better option, that's not great, is it? You know, if if these are players who we're going to be relying on in future, and Naby Keita, who's not wanted, who's going to be leaving in, in a few months, if he's seen as a better option than them, that that's not like a good reflection on Elliot and Jones and well, Carvalho as well, I suppose, although he's not technically a midfielder. But I, I just think you see Keita starting the game, and the thing with Keita, you can always tell in like the first five or ten minutes what you're going to get from him. You know, it's either going to be one of those games where like he contributes and he's decent, he's never brilliant. But there's games where like you're like, okay, yeah, Naby's at it today. He looks all right. He's going to give us something. And then there's games where you're like, ah, oh, you may as well just sub him now. And I could tell within like five minutes, I'm like, he's not going to last this game. You know, the most he's going to last is going to be an hour. And as it's turned out, he's he's gone at half time. I thought he was going to go before half time because you're seeing like he'd done that foul after he'd been booked. And you, you look, they showed you the bench and Elliot's shirt was hanging on his seat. And it's like, he's mm. getting ready to come on there. And this is like after about half an hour. And it, it's like, wh- what are we doing? Why are we starting him? You know, so I, I don't know why we're picking him. And I'd just like to know your thoughts, Jules. What do you reckon? I don't know, to be honest with you. Because he doesn't, he sometimes, most of the time, he looks like he does. He, he knows he's off. And he's playing a little bit within himself, you know, because he's, he's a man for injury. He doesn't want to get himself injured before he leaves. Um I think of the alternatives you said, I think Curtis Jones' Liverpool career is in a little bit of jeopardy because it's not moved in three years. No. It hasn't gone anywhere. Um, and how much longer can can that sustain? Uh, Elliot's played a lot of football this season. and um, So I'm, you know, he had to come on in the end, but I'm okay with it. I, I said in an earlier part a, few, a month or so ago, I think Elliot needed a rest. And I think he was all right when he came on as well but I think he's benefiting from not being in this struggling underperforming team and having to try and be a creative force when everyone else is just running blind alleys and passing the ball straight out of play to no one but Bacatas it's just got to be because he's a body there can be no other reason why he's not playing and I suppose Chan and Wijnaldum went out the door on free transfers given a good account of themselves and so Klopp expects him to do the same but I don't know. He carries he carries the air of someone now who's like, not totally like I'm not bothered, but like slightly disaffected by the situation. Mm. Like it's not not fully committed. You can tell he's not fully committed now, that he is leaving in the summer, um, and it's just an indictment I think on how the squad's built and been left to languish, plus the injuries that he's getting he's getting starts still, because you know this isn't a, this isn't one of the old. Nabby fanboys versus non fanboys. This is now just a question of it's February, it's it's almost it's March on Wednesday. He isn't signing a contract. It's plainly clear, like when Alderman Chan, he's leaving. Um he's not given anything, he's not contributed enough this season to really warrant starting games anymore. But you know, the the, the midfield was the first thing that was pinpointed as a problem with this team earlier in the season. Uh, it's still a problem. Now there's like a lot more problems, but the midfield's still a problem. But whilst Thiago is injured and you can't play Milner, you can't even play Fabinho every game and Hendo looks like he's running on empty. And Bacetic, you've got to protect him. What option do you have? Well, Curtis Jones. It's it's a damning but, indictment but, but of him that's that the problem. he's not getting in ahead we of don't, There is, but there's clearly something is... is, is <laughs> His career is stalled, mm. and clearly there's something we're not seeing in training or whatever that that lends to him. Now, he, he, he's either got more medical problems than they let on, 
or he's not training well and he's badly out of form. Yeah. But again, this is whatever it is of those. That's too. It's too many years now for Curtis Jones. That's the concern. It's just it's not move. You've got to kick on at some point. You've got to move on. He's not. He's gonna. He's gonna go into the Nabil Elzar zone soon of being mm. like the oldest youngster around. Yeah. He's gonna have to do something pretty soon. The biggest thing that he's got going for him at the moment is the the homegrown thing, because we're mm. really struggling. For you know, for the homegrown players in the squad, you know we can't just go out and sign a load of overseas players when you're going to be losing Nath Phillips, Ox. Um, who knows what's going to happen with Milner? You know, it's, there's people who'd be saying get rid of Joe Gomez. I just don't think that's even an option because of the homegrown thing. So Curtis is more valuable based on that more than anything yeah. that he's actually given us on the pitch at the moment. But I just felt like tonight was a a, a good chance to put him in. And the fact that he didn't play. He was on the bench, wasn't he? Let me check that. He's not even getting off the bench. I mean it's not it's not a good sign for him, but like I just don't want to see Nabi Cater again. I just don't see the point. Mm. Don't I don't want to scapegoat him for tonight because you know there was there was probably players who were worse than him, but well, I don't know. Maybe not, but <laughs> there's, there's some who rivaled him for being the worst on the pitch. But it's like what what are we picking him for? Just stop. Enough. You know, let's try to just look for like for next yeah, season. Yeah, Jones is on the bench. Yeah, see, he's on the bench and he's not uh, getting yeah. on. It's like that's not that's alarming. See, well, to me, you've really. got to play him on on Wednesday against Wolves, haven't you? Really, yeah. this is like you know a home game or you know, team in the bottom what four or five, whatever they are. If he doesn't start in that game, he's, he's wasting his time, I think, isn't he? Mm. Um, you know that that'll be even bigger indictment that he can't. You know, getting eleven against Wolves at home, um, you know, surely something's got to give, and he's got to start that game. Um, well, I just maybe if he can't stay fit, just give him four or five games consistently if he can. Um, just like, like we've done with Bajetic, um, just let's see how he does. Uh, hopefully, he can stay fit because you know, it's been very stop-start and. A spell early in the season, fans were getting on his back in one particular game. He come on a sub. It might have been Leeds at home when we lost, I think. But just a few uh, murmurs towards him um, last season as well. It was happening last, last season last, as well. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, as Jill yeah, said, we've basically had like two, three seasons of like just the same, the same thing for him, where he's he's not progressed in any way. No injuries have obviously been a big part of that, but he's just got to do more. But to do more, he's got to be on the pitch. But that must be a training problem. Yeah, then. well, yeah, that is that is alarming if he can't get in and you've got the whole like Nabby thing. I mean, I, I don't even care if Nabby looks really good in training because it's it's not showing on the pitch. I mean, he had a spell a few weeks ago where he was okay. He was all right. Not, nothing more than that, but he, he was okay. Um, but not enough to justify. Like, I just, I don't know why we're picking him. I just think it's pointless now. But... Yeah, uh, it's, again, it's not we're in all cup competitions like last no, season. And you've got to rotate the, the squad now. I mean, the games are going to be pretty much you know, once a week, I think, after the Madrid second leg. And yeah. who knows what type of 11 we'll play in that game. So, you know, just play out the players who are probably going to be here next season. And, uh, you know, just got to start thinking ahead now to next season, whatever, whatever happens, even if we carry on losing games. Just persevere, uh, just get rid of, or don't play. Likes of um, Keita, Oxley, players like that, you know, the, the yesterday's men. Yeah. So, you know, we've just got to start planning ahead now. And if Jones is going to stake a claim to be involved more often than that, even next season, then just give him a games and let's see how he does. Hopefully build a bit of confidence in him. Um, you know, because... One thing Jones had that I liked early on was just that arrogance about him. Uh, you know, a bit of swagger, a bit of arrogance, and obviously injuries can curtail it. You know, being in and out the team, but mainly out the team. Um, but you know, I like young players like that who've just got that touch of arrogance about them that he had. Um, Too so safe now, though, isn't he? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, he's, he's not trying things. At least Harvey. You know, he's still trying things, you know, he's involved, you know, every game and, you know, he's still getting his head up trying to try things that don't always come off, but, um, you know, he's he's never hiding, you know, he's always showing for the ball. Um, you know, that's what I'd like to see, you know, for the rest of the season rather than, like, sort of Keita Moxley. It's just, it's the lack of speed and energy, that's the, the most glaring thing 
just watching that tonight, I'm like, that, the whole team is so sluggish. Mo can run, Robbo can run, and that's pretty much it. You know, there was the, Klopp was saying, you know, we were struggling to get in behind. Like, well, that's because nobody can fucking run. You know, the midfielders are not making runs in behind. The forwards, like, apart from Mo, they're, they're not really doing anything to try and get in behind. And it's all just, like, outside the box, just, like, trying to play, like, intricate little passes, one-twos through the middle, and oh, it is. It's just, it's horrible to watch. It's, like, I was going to compare it with, like, Arsenal, you know, when they were trying to walk the ball in, but at least they'd keep the ball for 10 minutes while they were doing it. You know, they might not mm-hmm. go anywhere, but they weren't just giving it away, like, just cheaply all the time. It's like, I, I just, honestly, if Palace were any good, <laughs> the chances that they had when we give them the ball, and it, it was noticeable to me, it was from about, like, 55 minutes, up until 55 minutes, we weren't playing great, but we were keeping the ball, we were fairly controlled, and then it was just noticeable, it got to about 55 minutes, and then it just got ragged as fuck, and we just kept giving it away, making terrible decisions, and it was it was more end-to-end, where like they were getting chances to counter-attack, but luckily enough, I mean, the only one who can actually play is that Elise, who's like quality player, him. I like him, but um, the rest mm. of them were offering nothing, you know, and that that's the reason why we've, we've got a point, but I feel like um, maybe we need to try and make it a little bit more upbeat, so all I would say is like that was shit, but we didn't lose, and it is seven points <laughs> on nine, and we have moved up the table a bit. And when you look at the table, it's like this is partly what's so frustrating. Is like we don't need to do hardly anything to get fourth. It's like it's it's we'd be able to do that in our sleep in previous seasons. What we need to do from here on in to get fourth, we could do that in our sleep. But you're watching us and you're like, I just don't know if, if we've, we've got enough to do what little is required. I don't know if, if we've, we've got it when you see games like that. But again, I just come down to, like, you take Darwin out and I just think we're, we're easy to play against. He's the, the wild cards. Like, when he's there, I feel like I've got hope that we might do something. And when he's not there, it's just so deflating. So just hope that, like, whatever... Whatever the the knock he's taking to his shoulder, hope it's not too bad. But you know, did you notice the other night when he scored his celebration, like he'd done the knee slide? Did you see what he did? He no. fucking punched himself on his shoulder. He was he was beating his <laughs> chest and he was hitting himself with his fist on the exact spot that he was pointing to at Newcastle. You know, when he was he was touching it and he was like pointing and saying, Oh dear. He was fucking pounding it with his fist after he scored. And then he hear, Oh yeah, he's uh, he's took a knock on it the other night against Madrid. I'm thinking, No shit, I've fucking seen him do it. He did it was self inflicted. So yeah, wow. <laughs> whatever he's done, hopefully like it's minor and he's back for Wednesday because if he's not playing on Wednesday, I don't even want to go. Yeah, it's no, not gonna be, uh, not gonna be pleasant. That's uh, the you know, the cup game was only recently, and that was a uh, that was a tough watch as well. I remember. So it's uh, fourth time we've played them in twenty twenty three. I'm sick of the sight of them and Brighton. Feels yeah. like we've got them on permanently playing them every five minutes yet. So. Uh, yeah, not looking forward to that one, to say the least, yeah. We may as well talk about that, because there's, there's fuck all else to say about that <laughs> game tonight. So, I mean, what um, what are you doing team-wise for that game, Jules? Well, you need Nunez back. Yeah. Um, At the expense of Jota, I suppose. Uh, You know, I, I thought Jota was a little bit better tonight. But he started well, Jota, yeah, I, I thought, thought. he, he was yeah, lively right. early on, uh, yeah. but he, he got bogged down, I think, uh, you know, as the game went on, because we're, we're not very good at the moment. Well, and, uh, yeah, let's be honest, I mean, it's, it's unless you're like an absolute world-class talent, you get it, you, everyone's getting sucked into this, like, quicksand of, of form that the team has, and so, well, I know Jota be, you know, be injured, not being out of form and all that, but... It's really hard. Who is in form? No one's in form in this team. Everyone's off form. So I don't really know how he how he can come back off a long term injury and suddenly the yeah I'll come in and start scoring goals. No one's scoring. We don't score goals. We don't we don't even create chances. Like Stu was getting his air off about the number of chances we miss. We don't even create them at the moment. So we can't even get his air off about that. It's it's uh, it's so one pace. There's no pace in the team anymore. There's no creativity. I know when in the pomp of Mane, Firmino, and, and Salah, they would, you know, they would create things amongst themselves. But that would usually be because like everyone was shit scared of, 
of the uh, fullbacks, but you know, getting out wide and all that kind of stuff. But like, no one's scared of us anymore. No one's scared of this team. The only team that was scared of us was Everton, and yeah. look what happened to them. They played us like we were still good. If they'd have played the current form, Liverpool, then they would have. They they might have got a result against some, or at least taken some points from that game. But they played the old. They, they played who they we used to be, not who we are right now. You can subscribe to the Liverpool Way podcast on all the major platforms, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon or Podbean. Just search for the Liverpool Way, leave us a review and hit subscribe to automatically receive all new episodes. You can also head to liverpoolway.co.uk and grab a TLW season ticket for just £3 a month. There's tons of exclusive content, including match reports from every Liverpool game, weekly Premier League roundups, the TLW diary and access to the members only forum. Lastly, you can follow us on social media at the Liverpool Way on Twitter and at the Liverpool Way TLW on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, I said that like in the, the post-match part. It's like Sean yeah. Dice has been out the Premier League for a while. He's obviously not been paying attention because like he still thought yeah. we were good, um, and because well, of that, we well, actually look good. But it was you know they they set up for us to look good and. We, we took advantage of it and but again it, it comes down to that mad like 10-15 seconds when they hit the post and we score that changes the whole game you know who knows what happens if, if that it's a sliding doors moment that one but um I know what what happens there too. yeah probably but, uh, we talk, we yeah we, we lose one nil probably yeah. yeah that was what they set up for you know but they are shit though that's the thing so you can't underestimate mm. how shit they are I think even we might have come back against them right Okay, so so leave Everton. So back to Wolves. So what I'm now concerned about, like I know the, the Nunez factor, but I'm no I'm no concerned that it doesn't really matter who plays. I feel like what you saw tonight might be what you see on Wednesday night against Wolves. I don't think they may. I don't think there'll be much difference in the tight in this in the quality of game. Well, I don't think the there's going to be created. much difference in most games now. I think this is kind of well, I what think we've seen you'll the find, last few weeks is what we are. We'll I think win you'll some, find we'll lose we might, some, we'll draw some. We might, we might get shredded next Sunday by oh, Rashford oh, that's through the middle. I, I think there's a very, very, very high chance that we might get shredded by Rashford if, they, if Ten Hag plays in through the middle and doesn't try to be clever. I'd rather he plays him through the middle than sticks him over on Trent's side. Well, I, I I saw a little bit of the game against Barcelona, and they they weren't great in the first half. Barcelona were okay when when he wasn't playing Rashford through the middle, and once he put him back through the middle at half time, that was it. Then Barcelona couldn't cope with them. So whilst I'd like to say every game might be like this the rest of the season, I think we might we might play the same as this, yeah. but I don't think United will play like this on Sunday. But I get the, that Wolves game at the moment just feels like it's got nil nil and dire. Stamped through it like a stick of rock, hmm. and I, I, I take John's point about should we just play Jones now and just see what happens? But it's it's basically it's basically Klopp just picking up the pieces and trying to put something together out of it. But the it, the pieces are all mixed now. It doesn't really doesn't form a coherent uh, team anymore. It, 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 there's so much broken on it. It's, it's absolute. I, I don't think I'll ever. I don't think I'll ever get over. How quickly this has fallen off in such a short space of time! It's just, it's it's such a big dangerous drop. I expect Tom Cruise to be doing it as a stunt in the next Mission Impossible film, because it's just there's no way that it's just incredible to go from finishing second in the league, winning two, winning two trophies, getting to another final, to now now not not looking like they know each other's names and how to pass to them. It's bonkers. It's it absolutely is. bonkers. I. I think, because like if if you say the midfield was really one pace tonight, and it was, and we agree that Milner can't play again because he played ninety, so who's playing in that midfield? We don't want Cater in there. Bajetic definitely comes back in. Bajetic goes in. Fabinho comes in. Probably. I mean, but Fabinho. And then who's your third? Um, I'm not playing Hendo again. I think he needs to sit out just because you don't want to overplay him. So yeah. Tiago's not coming back. No, it's Elliot or Jones, I suppose. Why can't we just go four two three one? Just change. Like I don't know. Basically, going like four up front. You mean 
Like, say oh, yeah. like I just think it's too badly out of form for that. I just uh, mm. I don't. They can't even play coherently in the formation they understand. Yeah. <laughs> they get a play coherently in a new one. Yeah. I don't oh, know. I, I just I don't know what. <laughs> that, that's why, like, you know, Klopp's we're all shrugging the, our shoulders here. Klopp's getting the big bucks. Oh. It's like, well, yeah, you sort it out because we haven't got a fucking yeah. clue. No, the whole no. thing the is just so like, broken. It's like, where do you even start? If the midfield's like the weak link, if you like, and in inverted commas, I don't know, you know, there's other areas of the team, but just play two in there rather than three and try and get more goals in the team. You just get more attacking players in the team. And just so would you, John, happens. advocate? Would you advocate putting Gakpo back a bit further, like in a diamond, like so he's at you know at the midfield end of the diamond? So Possibly, he's slightly uh, yeah, more in midfield. I, I just think something's got to be like tried like differently, just to you know. I know we've kept three clean sheets, but going back earlier, that's more luck than judgment. Uh, but in terms of goals, you know, we're not looking threatening really. Um, so I don't know. I just think we get like more attacking players in, an extra attacking player, like in a four rather than a three. Um, just see if that changes any. I, I don't know, you know, we're all scratching Question, John. trying to come up with. Did it work when Julia used to put four on? Did we have like Fowler and Owen and Heskey and Lippmann <laughs> and all on. Did that work? No, that's a good one, actually. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> Uh, but I, that I is know. four is... central forwards. I mean, at yeah. least we have got players who will will play wide. So it's not. Yeah, if you got Salah, Gakpo, Darwin, and Bobby or Jota, Bobby or Jota, just get an extra someone who could like conjure up a goal. Um, you know, because there is little signs of uh, Mo and Gakpo, you know appreciating space with each other and stuff so there might be something there you know there's definitely been something there with Mo and Darwin um you know various points of the season so I don't know maybe just try something else um just see if anything sticks the flip side you know, to that though playing. John is Gakpo's already being put in two different positions do we really want to mess him about even more when he's when he's still trying to just adapt and, and find his role you know I think mm. we maybe need to just stick with with that um, but I don't know. I mean, you can make a case for pretty much anything at the moment. You could say go three well, at the back. Playing a bottom could... five team alone. Yeah. So there's, there's I think all kinds of things you try. can suggest because it's so bad. You know, mm. <clears throat> why wouldn't you want to change things? But I think he's just going to stick with what we're doing and just hope that it's, it goes back to what Jill said before. It's like the struggling with the thing that they're familiar with. How are they going to cope with something that they're not familiar with? So. Yeah, I think it's just going to be like, this is what we're going to do, and we've just got to hope that it's enough for the end of the season. You know, we, we just we get enough points to get where we want to be, but it's not going to be pretty. And I think what we've seen the last few weeks, that's what it's going to be. You know, we're going to have like a stinking performance where we might get a win, might be a stinking performance where we lose, we might play all right and, and, and get a win. It's just going to be up and down, but we're never going to be brilliant. We might be terrible occasionally, but most of it's just going to be fairly mediocre, I think. But mediocre should still get you quite a few wins. Um, when you look at like it, it, most of the teams in the league, it's like you don't really need to play brilliant to, to win those games, but you've just got to play better than we have been. Uh, if Spurs beat Chelsea tomorrow, you know we've lost another two points there. You know we're going on about fourth. Um, what will it yeah. be then? Now we need it? Chelsea to win that definitely because yeah. Spurs. I mean, let's not forget. Spurs got fucking tonked by Leicester a couple of weeks ago. So it's not and, and Spurs fans are like not particularly happy, you know, there's a bit of unrest there. They don't like how they're playing. But so they're fourth, but you know, they're not someone who like you need to be worried about. It's not a fourth place team where you think we can't catch them. You know, in theory we should be able to catch them, but we've just got to start playing like better than this. <laughs> we don't even have to play really good. But we've just we've got to be better than this. And like Klopp's comments afterwards and he's getting asked about like the, the the players losing confidence this that and the other he can't come out and, and say yeah they, they've lost confidence he's got to try to be defiant to just to try to to keep the players morale up so he can't come out and say yeah Trent was sub because he was crap that's not acceptable hopefully he'll say to Trent behind closed doors but like things like that he's got to say no no that's a, a decent point away from home which it's not it's not wrong to say that I mean you know 
let's be honest, were we worried about that tonight? Under the lights, Saturday night, Crystal Palace, you, you know, yeah, <laughs> fucking right, I was worried about it. There was potential there for that to go badly wrong. So the fact it's not, and we've got a draw, it's not terrible. It's not like, you know, it, it, it's not like gonna, it's not really setting us back that much. It's, it was just the optics of it. It didn't look good. There was nothing to feel good about from the performance. But it's, an, it's a tricky away game and, you know, we're not in great form and we've got a point. So I think you have to like look at the positive there from Klopp's point of view. You know, he's saying, look, that's not a bad result. We've got a, we, we've, we're like two wins from the last three. We've got a draw. If we beat Wolves, then you're looking at that and it's like 10 points from 12. Well, we would have all took that, you know, going into these games. So, it, you know, it's just forget this game, put it to bed. We've got the point beat Wolves and it doesn't look so bad but we've mm. got to beat Wolves big, <laughs> big <laughs> if I know big it is big I'm just saying but, because like <laughs> we've got to like, try to have like some positivity I reckon this might be the worst pod we've ever done yeah. <laughs> genuinely think it is I don't know where we're going we're just like <laughs> it's we're just mailing this in this is like this is a fucking Trent in the first half performance this pod <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I know I always joke about the Palace under the lights uh, last and all that on the WhatsApp group, but we beat them every year. Like, we always beat them, you know, under the floodlights or not. Since Klopp's been here, we've won every game. That's the first first time we've dropped points at Celeste since he's been manager. Um, so, you know, looking at it from that perspective, it, is it that good a point, really? <laughs> I'm not no, but it is. it is a thing, like, Celeste under the lights and all that. It is a thing. I know. You know, other yeah. big teams have gone there, like, you know, they've beaten City, they've drawn with City there, um, they drew with United this season, so it's not an easy place to go. You know, a night game at Celeste Park, it's not It's not something that you, you relish and go, yeah, that's going to be easy, because it's not. You know, it's, it's always, like, a good atmosphere. Um that a defensive side you'll counter attack, so you've always got to worry about that. I mean, we just got really lucky that Zaha wasn't playing. I I, I just I dread to think what would have happened if, if he'd have been playing there today, especially the way Trent played in that first half. So you know that that's a, we've yeah. definitely got to. Break it's a context there. thing, though, isn't it? If we if we'd have had if we'd have had a few chances and the keeper, it's the old thing. If we'd have had a few chances and the keeper had a world, he, you know, missed a lot. We'd feel a little bit better about it. Yeah, of course. That, that yeah. wasn't the performance. That wasn't the performance. Um, and that, that's the reason that no one, no one will feel good about that. The points go obviously you need you need points you need, you need points to try and catch up with fourth. I still don't think it's doable. I think there's too many teams between us and that. Although I take the point that they're all fallible as well. But and there's hardly any points great. difference either. It's uh, not like we're adrift. No, but I just don't. We're not. I just don't feel like. Look, I, don't I mean, think we're playing well you're right. Enough, if we, if we beat. Go on, John. Yeah, so I, I, I don't think, you know, we've not strung any consistent performances, let alone results. We had that little spell before the World Cup, and even that was unconvincing. We won a few games, but, you know, you, you thought in the back of your mind, God, it wasn't really that good, um, and it's got even worse since, you know, after the World Cup. But even with Tottenham and the flaws, like, they're, they're still... You know, they still beat City recently. I mean, I know City aren't playing that well at we the moment. We beat City as well. Well, yeah, <laughs> that was before the World Cup. Um, but it's, I, I don't know, I, I agree with Julian. I just think there's like too much to do and there's too many teams in between us. And I think we'll drop as many points as, as Tottenham will, um, you, you know, before the end of the season. I, I think I've seen a fixture list and we've got three games early April, I think, where we play yeah. Arsenal, City, Arsenal, City Ch- yeah. and Chelsea, one after the yeah. other. Uh, which, <laughs> you, you know, that's... Should that's we be looking at April Chelsea as, like, as that kind of game, though? Because they're as bad as oh. us. Well, we couldn't beat they them. Are. We couldn't beat them earlier in the season, a couple of months ago. A month ago. God, mm. it wasn't even that long ago. Yeah, it was a month ago. Yeah, but they didn't couldn't beat, beat us either, now. which is kind of me. Yeah, but that, well, like but this is, no, are. but the point, but the point is, is that we, they're all fallible, but then so are we. So we're never going to gain because we're as bad as them. So you can say that Spurs aren't good. You're right, but then we aren't good, and I don't see it getting any better. Well, the counterpoint to that would be. You know, you've just said, and quite rightly, we've basically been shit all season. But look where we are. We're, we're, as shit as we've been, 
we're not adrift of those teams. We're still right there with the likes of Tottenham and Newcastle. Newcastle, everyone's fucking raving about what a great season they're having. And they're not that far ahead of us. And we've been shit. So if we can just raise our level from shit to okay, <coughs> that, that would well, be enough. That's the thing. That It would be enough if we just went from shit I, to okay. That would do it. Now, I'm not saying we I definitely su- will do that. But it's not I inconceivable. I suppose we're confusing performances and results then, aren't we? Because in performances... Well, it feels like results have been shit all season as well. <laughs> well, they have. We, at one point, we were only about two games away from losing as many as we'd won. That's obviously gone up, gone the other way now because we've just, we've just won uh, a couple. But, <laughs> it's, but the performances, even when we've won... They've never, they haven't been very good, and we've not, you know, we've come away feeling great about the result, but not so necessarily about the performance. So, performances probably won't get better all season, but there is a chance that results might might continue as they are, which is we're putting points and catching up. It's just unfortunately because performances feel so bad that sometimes results, even when you win or you take a nil-nil draw at Palace under the lights away on a Saturday night. You still don't feel great about it. And so it's the ability to separate performance and results. But it's very difficult when you've sat through 90 minutes of boredom and then go, yeah, great result. Good draw. Good good, good point away. We shit away. Moms. That's a good point. It's impossible to feel like that because mm. the performance is so poor. You feel like, fucking hell, I might as well have hey, just what? not bothered. All my efforts hey, to just try to... Raise morale a little bit, and you're just fucking shitting all over me. Every I, time no, I do. I'm not. I'm not. But I'm not shitting over you. What I'm. What I'm saying. No, is you're not even as, wrong. But I'm just trying no, to. Like... I. I'm actually trying to be positive. So that's really? Just, I failed, that's you trying to be I failed, positive. Realistic. I failed. Obviously, I failed. But what oh I'm saying God. is, as as long as we can separate the performance. And if you look at the results without the, the, the if someone just comes in and hasn't watched any games and just looks at the results, you go, that's no, not bad, that's all right. Yeah, you, they're gaining some momentum. We're yeah. gaining momentum. But you watch the games and you go, oh, it doesn't really feel like it. But if you look at the results, you go, yeah. oh, there's some sort of momentum building. That's what I was trying to say. So if we take the result, if we don't think about too much about how we got there, you know, it's kind of like winning a race. By falling down the hill and tumbling down, and you fell down, and you you gathered pace falling down the hill, and you beat everybody. Well, you won the race. Doesn't matter how you got there, you won it. That's that's kind of what it is, right? It doesn't matter how you get there, as long as you do it. So, as long as you're not bothered that the performances are going to be dog shit from now until the end of the season, and the results are paramount, which they probably are. It's, that's the name of the game. Then, you know, we might get somewhere, and you might not feel so bad that coming onto the post wolves pod after we've drawn nil nil. So, yeah, when I see Newcastle, like, they're one of the competitors for fourth, like, I see, like, they've, obviously, they've got an identity at the moment, I know that, like, they've they stolen many ours, games lately. they stole our sign. Uh, yeah. Like, Peplinder's book. Intensity, yeah. yeah. Peplinder's book and that, but, like, they've only lost two games, we've lost, like, what, seven, is it, or something like that, like, draws have killed Newcastle, um, but generally, you know, I think they're still playing relatively well in games, um, whereas, you know, we're not, you know, performance is a scratchy at best. Um, Again, though, John, that, that's head. right, but they're playing well and they're barely ahead of us and we've been shit, so it still goes back to what I'm saying, if we just be a bit less shit, them playing well doesn't mean anything <laughs> to us, we're still going to be above them even... Right there on the whiteboard, stop being shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the lines yeah. Carry stop on, John, shit. sorry. Go. Interrupted you there, carry on. Yeah, no, no, it's, uh, I mean, Newcastle, I mean, it's, they they feel like they're at the start or something, we're coming towards the end or something, that's, you, you know, it's all yeah. fresh and new for them, and it's like, you know, they've lost two games this season, both against us, you know, so that's that's pretty good considering... Uh, you know, we're, what, 24 games in or whatever it is. And with Newcastle, I think that the way things are going, I still think they'll, at this moment, finish above us, and that fucking kills me to say mm-hmm. that. Um, you, you know, that says more about us than it does about them, to be honest with you. But, um, yeah, that's that's how I see it. I just think, like, they're, 
they're basically playing with that identity and spirit that's lacking from us at the moment. And uh, I still, over the course of the season, think that it'll be, uh, you know, too much to us for catch up with them. Well, if it carries on like this, of, of course. I'm just saying, mm. you know, it might not carry on like this. You know, we only need to improve a bit and, and that would be enough. But I don't know whether we will or not. But what I was going to say... Um, I don't want to get into this in too much depth, but it's just something I was just thinking about today. Is like we all kind of had an idea a few months ago what we needed to do. It's like okay, yeah, midfield needs addressing. Um, but it's gone so bad now; the waters have been muddied. So it's like it's not just a case of like buy a couple of midfielders and it'll be fine. And I'm looking at all of these performances, and the danger for me, and I'm glad it's not me who's having to make these decisions. Is like you're you're worried about like, you know, you don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. But half the team you're looking at and going, eh, you could make a strong argument for just moving on from him and replacing him and bringing someone in. And I don't think we can. Well, we definitely can't just bring in like six or seven players and and replace players who we've got. So the difficulty is like, well, which ones do you keep faith in and say, yeah, he's still got something left in the tank. Uh, we'll keep him. He's done. He needs to go. I mean, are these bad performances making that like more difficult for Klopp? Do you think? I think, I think you probably if you're if you, age is going to be a factor. Clearly, age is going to be a factor. So the younger you are, the more potential you have. The less, <clears throat> the furthest away you are from your career apex, the chance you've got of improvement is the better chance of staying. Um, I I think the best. If you're asking for like a number of how many people will players will bring in in the summer, I think you know, and I don't mean squad, you know, your Calvin Ramseys, I'm, I'm, you know, I mean your your Darwin Nunez types. I think the maximum we could expect is four. Yeah, I, agree. I don't think it'd be any more than that. Um, hmm. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say there there'll be no centre halves coming in. That the goal has to be to get Kanate fit and play in most games alongside Van Dijk. With with Matip and Gomez as the backups, that has to be the goal. And then you look to transition one of them out the next season, because that's not urgent. As long as you can keep Canate fit, I know that's a big if at the moment. If you can do that, then you you've you've got your core two centre backs. You you're probably gonna again it's it's what I'm now gonna call the goalkeeper question. You're gonna have a problem with the right back though, because you're going to need someone better than you've had. Because we don't know what you got with Ramsey, you've no no clue because he hasn't played. So do you risk that again for another season, or do you now have to look for somebody of of higher quality and say the trend? Yeah, you're not playing every game anymore, because look at last season. You need time off, you and you need the competition. It's also it is the competition factor. Like whatever sport you're in, you always need that competition to drive you on. Because if you know if in a team sport anyway, you know if you're your place is assured. The only thing driving you on is your own self, you know, your own self-determination. Now, with like someone like Salah, yes, there's a few players across the front line, but you never think he's. You know, he's always testing himself against himself. He wants the records and he wants the goals and all that. So, you know, and he, he's such a he's such a workhorse and you know the, the, his work ethic. I don't think in terms of keeping himself in shape and prepping for games, I don't think that would ever be a problem. No. But Trent is showing signs of some sort of like mental fatigue now where he's not being pushed. And because he's not being pushed, he's starting to suffer. So I think you're looking for, you're probably looking for a good quality backup right back, not a Calvin Ramsey, not a young one, someone who's in their early 20s, mid mid 20s who can come in. You need two midfielders. Right side to cost like, us, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're basically looking mm. for 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 the uh, the right side of Costas. So that would be the I don't know the Cypriot Costas. I don't know, something like that. So you're looking for two midfielders. You need at least two. You could probably argue you can want three, three because yeah because the front line, in theory, forget about selling Jota. That isn't happening either. In theory, the front line is sorted because you've got Gakpo, you've got Mo. You've got Nunez, you've got Diaz, and you've got Jota. So you're looking you've at got Ben Dog, I, who I think needs to be featured well, now. I, again, he's I, moved, moved <clears throat> into the squad, and 
in and around, getting some games. How how old is he? Season. Uh, he's seventeen. Right. Well, I mean, again, that's in realistic terms. He's not going to be playing that much, so he he can be moved into the squad for the homegrown quota. But he, he's not going to. He's really not going to be something that the team can be built around. He's not next homegrown season. only there. What Scotland's not homegrown? It's got to be England, does it? It's not British. He's not been with us long enough, I don't think. And it's—I don't know exactly. How oh it works right, with the, the time of the academy well. stuff. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Fair enough. He'd be, he wouldn't be. He wouldn't take up. I know an Brexit spot. was a problem, but no, yeah. he, he doesn't take up an overseas spot either. He's right. under twenty-one player, so you don't need to register him anyway. You know, you can just play him. So, so, so in theory, I'm I'm thinking the summer business has to involve. Three midfielders, a quality right back, and three midfielders, mm. and you need high energy midfielders. You need you need the new one Aldo. I think I think part of the problem. I'm not blaming the player I'm about to say for the problems, but I think I think I might have said this before on the pod. I think part of the problem was when we decided that when when it was decided that we were too we needed an alternative, and we brought Thiago to go in midfield. And then we started to slowly evolve it, but I don't think we've evolved it in the right way. Uh, now it could just be the case of everyone's just got old and it's got slow in there. But like Tiago is never going to be Wijnaldum in terms of energy and pressing. And durability. It's just you know he's he, yeah he well durability yeah. I think he missed like two if games he did, in the whole time if he, he was here. Yeah, I mean yeah, Genie was like yeah he was like uh, Cal Ripken. He he just didn't miss games and he was that you know. Availability is, I think, again, it's been said, availability it should be prized as much as form. Because it's all right being great, but if you're never playing, what's the mm. point? So, I think three three midfielders, of which two have to be high-energy uh, racing snakes, and then a quality right-back, and then one other, and then, you you know, Ox is going to go, Kate is going to go, so there's already two spots that need filling. I got a feeling Milner's not. Maybe we'll agree a, a, another extension. Mm. I you know, that's that that's just based on keeping him around. But Henderson has to be phased out now as well, because he's, he's got too many miles on the tank. Henderson needs to be playing one game. He won't like it. Obviously, no one likes. No player likes to be this. But you, you need one game a week you now, Henderson. He needs to be able to and to come on and see out games for the last half hour. That's where his role is going to lie. Unfortunately, he's just got too many miles in his legs. And Fabinho the same. Fabinho would stay um, because this the notion everyone always wants to sell a, a, a shit ton of players. It doesn't work like that. It's well, not football manager. Klopp won't get rid of anyone who's unless they want to leave. He just lets them well, see out the contracts. Well, he says he's not too loyal, and we'll see that we'll see that at the end of the season. So we'll, we'll we will he's see if it, that's going to happen. Like if a player wants to see out the contract. He never forces anyone out. And this is partly what's fucked us over with Ox and Cater taking up that place in the squad. I mean, Klopp said this last week in his press conference. Well, it's like before this game. And he said about, um, you know, it's not just a case of like, we'll buy four players and then we have to try to see who leaves. It's like, we can only bring in players when we know someone's leaving. You know, and so I was watching that and going, yeah, Ox and Cater... Like last summer, if we could have got rid of Ox and Cater and signed those midfielders, we'd have been fine. But I said this on on the, the pod at the start of the season when everyone's going on about like buying midfielders. I'm like, look, it's not going to happen. Mm. While they're here, he is not going to buy midfield players. When he says like, I've got nine midfield players, you know, what more do you want? And you know, well, what we want is for you to get rid of some of those nine and bring in better ones. But mm. he won't. He won't like. He always honors contracts. So if the player says I want to leave, that's fine. He'll let them go. But if the player's like not wanting to leave, we've seen it. You know, well, that's where they see out the contract and they leave at the end of it. Which well, is strong sporting directors meant to be? Well, that's what a strong sporting directors meant to be. But we haven't got one of those. No, because you know, whatever they were, whatever clashes would have been with Edwards, would have been over length of contracts like Henderson's or whatever. Mm. So, but there isn't one. So, look, the at the end of the day. If he doesn't start to evolve the team and sell some of these players, and again, there isn't going to be wholesale uh, wholesale sales. That doesn't make sense. There's not going to be a bunch of players sold because that only happens in footy manager. It doesn't happen. You don't sell six or seven players and bring in six or seven. It isn't going to happen unless you're Chelsea. But, yeah, well, unless you're Chelsea. Forest. Yeah, Forrest with the like twenty three yeah, yeah. new signs. <laughs> it's like that a multi-player footy manager. Right, apart, apart, apart from Chelsea, not the Forest. <laughs> 
apart from Chelsea and Nottingham Forest. But the, realistically, with Klopp's MO, that's definitely not going to happen at Liverpool. It's, it's not. It's so. <laughs> so it's going to be like he's four going, out he's going four to have ends, to, I think. Well, he's going much. to have to. He, yeah, because he's going to have to either break his own rule or he's going to find that if this happens again next season, there will start to be pressure on his job. I'm not saying from where and I'm not saying from who because most fans won't want to see him go. But there will be, like, if he thinks he's under under pressure this year and getting touchy with some of the questions from the media, another bad season for Liverpool next season will just intensify it. And how lo- how much, you know... I just want him to get it right. It's it's really important this summer. I want him to get it right. And he, like the loyalty stuff is admirable on that. But look, if you need to generate sales to turn this team around, then you're gonna have to sell some players that you wouldn't normally do. Yeah. It's gonna be it's mm-hmm. gonna be a fascinating summer, not necessarily a good one. And not necessarily one we'll all agree with at the end of of it when it comes to the start of next season. But it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting what happens. I'd like to just fast forward to the summer. Now. I would too. <laughs> I would I'm too. ready for yeah. it now. I'm. I sometimes, you know, if I, I'm I'm in an hour about seeing a film, and then I can't be asked. I think I oh, just read the Wikipedia synopsis and find out what's happened because I can't be asked. That's what I'd like to just happen now to to this season. Can I just can See I just where, read the synopsis? where did we finish? <laughs> yeah. We bought. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just want to get there. I know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's called going on holiday in football manager, isn't it? Yeah. No. Leaving the assistant to take the press conferences, John. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Skip forward three months. Yeah. All right, but, so yeah. we'll wrap this up with predictions for Wednesday. Um, John, I'll start with you. What are you expecting? Uh, I'm expecting a tight game, uh, low scoring, maybe a 0-0, 1-1 or a 1-0 either way. <laughs> Fucking hell. But, Either way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah. I think uh, if Wolves see, like, you know, they look a lot more organised under this fella they've got in charge now, so um, I, I don't know. It's, I think if, if we scored early, I think the key for us is scoring early. I think if we score early, that'll get hopefully a bit of confidence going in the team. Wolves have got it open up. Well, we never score um, late. Have you seen well, that yeah. start about second half, like second half goals? See, that's another thing that's gone from last season, isn't it? I mean, last season, how many late goals have we scored? Um, yeah. We don't score know. in the second half, never mind late. We just don't score in the don't second score half. In the second half, full stop, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think it'll be a low scoring game. I honestly don't know what way. I think, I think in the first 15 minutes on Wednesday night, you'll know what type of game it's going to be. Um, you know, my gut feeling is we won't score. We'll probably start off a little bit of, little bit of pressure. Wolves will see it out, and then uh, you know we'll have the odd little five ten minutes here and there, but nothing sustained over a longer period the way we used to. So, and you know, Traore as wasteful as he is, I've got a feeling he'll probably play. Um, and you know, you've always got to worry about that that pace. You know that he brings on the counter attack because teams are I mean even that cup game against Wolves at Anfield they played through us so easy I remember it was 2-2 wasn't it but yeah and that really... was their backup team as well that, that was their backup team yeah I think we had a relatively strong team out yeah, if we I did. remember rightly so uh, yeah I think it's going to be a tight game to be honest with you not one I'm looking forward to Jules agree with John, it'll be, there'll be a maximum of two goals in this game. It's more likely to be nil-nil, but it might be one-nil to either side, or it might be one-one, but you're not going to see any more than that. I think we'll win two-nil. I don't think it'll be massive. What if Nunez convincing. doesn't play? Oh, if he doesn't play, I'm not even going. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I feel like they, they owe it to us to just let us know at lunchtime, like, if he's playing or not. It'll save you the drive, Jules. <laughs> but uh, no, I think we'll win two-nil. Um, just because we're at home and we need the results and I think we'll we'll get the result but it's not going to be like earth-shattering performance or anything I think it might be similar to the Everton game really uh, only they'll pose a bit well, I say a bit more Everton posed virtually no threat on the break uh, Wolves will pose some threat on the break but I think they don't score many goals apart from that game against us when they got three Wolves hardly ever score so that was I put that down as an anomaly and I think we'll win 2-0. Uh, 
but um, I'm not massively confident about it. But you two were like so negative, like no, I need to put a little bit more of a positive spin. Now I think if if Darwin plays, I think we'll win two nil. If Darwin doesn't play, ugh, nil nil. <laughs> this was shit. No this Darwin. No this was just, anyone who's still listening now, you know what? Fair play to you. I really appreciate it. Half <laughs> right. eleven at night, and we're talking about Liverpool after the nil-nil draw against the mighty Crystal Palace. God help us. No, it it goes back to what I said before about like this is like you know I feel like this is Trent in the first half. This performance, I'm sat here like resentful that I'm having to be talking about this fucking shit game. You know, you should be doing pods on Champions League finals and like you know five-nil wins at Old Trafford, and now we're doing this shit. We're talking about this. I'm resentful about it. I feel like I'm too good for this. Do you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> we we should be talking about better games than this. So yeah, I think yeah. we've done a good job over the season with like a lot of these bad results and bad performances. But yeah, I don't think there's much left in the tank for this one. Um, <laughs> just got Chris to, to host this one, to even at the night off. I know, I know. Uh, well, Chris will be Chris will be hosting the the Wolves one anyway. So hopefully, like bad luck. Hopefully, it's a it's a better one than this. Yeah, let let's get out of here. <laughs> Let's just call it a night. Uh, yeah, so we'll be back after Wolves, uh, hopefully after a 2-0 win with Darwin playing, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening and we'll catch you soon.